Yo, welcome back to Return to Play Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Farah. With me, as always, Danny. Playoffs have, playoffs have begun. It was a pretty wild week. Uh, the Steelers, that happened, you know, down 21 nothing. I think all of Tomlin's playoff losses started out with the first half deficit of like two to three scores. So par for the course, same shit, different year. Uh, we'll have him for one more year. And if I had to bet on it, he's going to get an extension because the same shit's going to happen again next year. What do you think? Yeah, there are already reports coming out about working towards an extension, which is insane. The worst part, not only did they fucking just get blown away like immediately again, but like then they got back in it, which was even worse. Because the whole yeah. time, like, well, they trimmed it down to one score, and I feel like they got the ball back at one point. I don't remember. Yep, yep. And then it's like, and it's like, I'm, I'm texting people. I'm like, I'm like, this is even worse. <laughs> I'm like, this is even worse because now I got my hopes up. Like, I, yep. I'd rather just walk away. But uh, exactly yeah, exactly so what I said. Over there, they're over in the last uh, seven seasons, haven't won a playoff game. So they're they're, they're five straight losses. Uh, which is Tomlin's the only coach to do that with one team to have five straight losses other than drum roll Marvin Lewis. So uh, there you go. Two <laughs> AFC North oh, no. heavyweights. <laughs> the only coaches to lose five straight playoff games with one team. And that is, those, we pretty much are in, turning into the Bengals. Yeah, in that, in that five, in those five, in that five game span over the past seven years, they have combined in the fourth qu- first quarter combined this is how this is how great of a fucking prep job Tomlin has done coming into these games the f- first quarter scores combined in that game is 66 to 0 they have oh not my scored, God. they have not scored a first quarter point and they are averaging being down over uh 12 and a half points to 0 points at the end of the first quarter yeah that's uh it's tough that's tough to tough to dig a uh, tough hole to dig yourself out of Obviously, Buffalo was 14-0 at the first quarter, and then quickly 21-0. They trailed the Browns 28-0. They're actually the Chiefs. They were 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. That was the only one that they hadn't weren't down two scores. Um, yeah, I thought we took a we took a seven zero lead in the, in the second the half. TJ had that fumble return. Yeah, and then it was then the Chiefs scored 30 unanswered or whatever it was. So. But yeah, so they haven't scored in the first quarter of the last five playoff games, and they've given up an average of almost thirteen points. No, Man. over thirteen. I did terrible math. Thirteen point two points. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Can't wait. Three more years. Tom Tomlin, twenty twenty four. The thing that's gonna piss me off the most is if we waste a draft pick on his freaking stupid ass son this year. I guarantee it's gonna. They're gonna waste a sixth or seventh round pick on his shitty son who was shitty for Maryland and Boston college, zero touchdowns in his career. I, I found, I, I noticed earlier he, he has deleted his Twitter. He used to be a little spoiled, little rich asshole on Twitter. I can just, I can just, I, I just know that I hate this kid. If I ever met him, he's like your typical millionaire, you know, grew up, grew up a millionaire privileged kid who i just want to punch in his nose who would, hopefully, who would, hopefully hopefully mike tomlin's son never listens to this podcast because he'll come beat me up <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna draft him i guarantee it well i think if he beats you up he'll go to jail and then boom he at least has to probably take a year out of the nfl 
But uh, let, let's are we done with the Steelers? I'm done with the Steelers. Yeah, I don't even I don't want to talk about the Steelers ever again. <laughs> until until next week, I'll go on another five minute rant about the Steelers. <laughs> They'll do something. Well, it's con season now. It's con season, baby. The con man can get to work. Uh, it, last uh, summer, we were r- riding high from his moves. So if he can do that again, we'll just be off season, yeah. boys. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they but then they all turned out to be flops, so it didn't matter. Not Joey Porter, and not. Uh, He's a rookie. Yeah, he's got back. No, he's got he's got potential for sure. And, and that was a fucked up no call of his concussion. How was that yeah. not illegal as fuck? Yeah, but was, uh, a lot yeah. of bad calls. But we would have lost regardless. And yeah, and then there's also the story of George Pickens being fined a guesstimate of two hundred thousand dollars this season by the NFL and the Steelers. But the the Steelers amount is undisclosed. I think the league got him for close to like 50k this year, and then he then he came out and criticized the refs. Heavily yeah, so again. there's more. So that's that might be it. Might be 400k, but by the time the season's over, let's cleanse the palate with a little college hoops to throw a curveball at you. It's our alma mater, the Akron Zips, going against the Kent State Golden Flashes. And it's kind of a heavyweight matchup. It's uh, 7 o'clock on ESPNU. I feel like this game deserves to be on ESPN2. A very uh, heavyweight matchup field because uh, both teams have all-star players. Uh, they're they're both going to be all-MAC. I, I was going to read the Akron Beacon Journal article on this, but it's behind a paywall. But uh, Chris Payton for the Golden Flashes and... Enrique Freeman for the Akron Zips, and they're both guards, correct? No, Enrique's a big. He's leading the nation in rebounds right now. That's fantastic. And I did read Akron's re- out-rebounding their opponents by about five rebounds a oh, game. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a very Dennis Rodman prototype where he just a little undersized. I think he's six seven, but he gets friggin' 13, 14 rebounds a game. He gets big, little, little scrappy, little scrap. I mean, he's he's got. I mean, he gets up and freaking. He re, like that's why that's why I was saying before we started the show. I said I was telling Steve I legit think this guy's gonna carve a role in the NBA. Uh, he actually declared for the draft last year, but didn't sign with an agent, and then backed out and came back to Akron. So uh, hopefully, hopefully he has a there's a spot for him. I mean, he's spark plug kind of guy, big old long wing, wingspan, probably long other things on him. Gets up, gets up, gets the ball. So, uh, I guess to break down the game a little bit more, the line is one and a half Akron favorite, road favorite, over-unders 141 and a half. The over has gone 8-0 and this year at Kent State's Gymnasium, whatever it's called. And both teams are about um, even, or a little bit above even against the spread. And so, you know, it's a, it's a coin flip game. It really always is. Uh, Kent State definitely plays us better at home than in the jar. So I'm going to stay away from this game until live betting it. Uh, if I could really get either team at like plus seven, I might take either team there because this game I feel like is going to come down to the last couple possessions. 
Uh, so I feel like five or seven for either team, more so obviously for the Zips, but them being the favorite, they'd have to be down, you know, 12, 13 points for it to reach that spot at the live line. You know, uh, I do think Akron can get it done here, but it's going to be a, a very good game, very close game. I really think the under is more more the play, but I'm going to stay away from everything here to at least start the game. I'm if if it's only 1.5, I'm hammering it for Akron. Akron's legit this year. They should they should not lose a MAC game. They're still undefeated in the MAC. This isn't the same Kent of the past couple years when they were really good and contending for the MAC. Well, Kent didn't Kent win the win the MAC last year. Get get smacked in the tourney. Akron was two years ago when they almost upset uh, UCLA. Pretty sure uh, Kent did. I know Kent beat them in the semis in the in the tournament, but I can't remember if Kent beat Toledo. Yeah, I think Kent smacked Toledo. I can't remember who they played in the tourney, though. But, uh, but yeah, Kent Kent's 2-3 and three in the MAC right now. They're like a middle-of-the-road MAC team. That's why I can't believe the spread's as low as it is. I mean, Akron's legit since, uh, you know, they they the team two years ago that won the MAC and, like I said, almost upset UCLA. Uh, their leading, leading scorer from that team, Ali Ali, transferred to Butler for one year and then transferred mm-hmm. back, and he had uh, missed the first several games because he hadn't been cleared by the NCAA yet. They Akron played the uh, the old mental health card and and uh, he has to, he has to play for his mental health and then then it started to blow up and people were criticizing the NCAA on Twitter uh, and then you know then they caved and let him play. So since he's been really playing, they've uh, been rolling, rolling. So undefeated in the MAC. Um. I, they they really shouldn't lose a, a MAC game this year. I don't think this is a, this is a pretty good team. Yeah, and I was mistaken. Kent State is also six and nine against the spread this year, nine and eight overall straight up. And they are like you said, they're middle of the pack MAC. Uh, they are a combined. The two teams combined are scoring 155 points a game, which is 13 above the line here. So. You know, eight no at home and for the over in Kent. Maybe, maybe it's right in front of us, Danny. Like you're saying, it's right in front of us. Akron and the over, uh, probably a lot of fouls with two two um, flashy guards. Probably gonna the refs might be calling a lot of fouls here to help get that over. So there it is. Uh, uh, we're taking Akron in the over. I just hammer it. We spent too much time on Mac basketball. This. For the for those of you who don't know, which is probably all of you, but this has been a heavyweight clash in the MAC for the past couple of years. Plus, it's a, it's the you know the classic crosstown rivalry. All right, let's get back to the football. Let's get back to what we're all here for and thinking about all week long. It's the NFL playoffs. Texans, Ravens. We're going to break this thing down game by game, and we're just going to give any picks we like. As the games are being talked about instead of at the end, and, and then we'll hit you with the draw of the week at the end, which I believe you said we we both hit our first half draws for those games. Yeah, you I I I'm I'm on a two week streak here. So uh Ooh. yeah, we're rolling. Yours yep, yours man. got sniped late, but yeah. I, mm. Better better late than never, though. I'm showing up. All right, well. First game, we'll we'll say the lines first, and then we'll talk injuries and and swing back around to some picks at the end. So the 
Houston is a plus nine and a half dog in Baltimore. They are getting 62% of the bet, 60% of the money. So nothing glaring there. And then the total, though, is the sharpest play on the board this week as of Thursday. The total is 43 and a half. 58% of the bets, yet 90% of the money. So people, public always loves to bet the over. So when these these unders come in at such a discrepancy, that means there's some syndicate money on this under. There's the people in the know are on this under and they're eating it up at 43 and a half even still. Uh, the That line has moved all the way down from 40 six which it opened at so two and a half point drop there this this in the past four days so yeah i i gotta take the under here i think texans overall healthy they're missing one defensive end jerry hughes and they've got uh the offensive tackle is questionable he he i believe Played through that game, though. He came out for only a little bit. I think he rolled his ankle, so he should be fine. So legitimately no no outs for the, the Texans. And then the Ravens, uh, Marlon Humphreys is out. That's huge for their defense. But Mark Andrews is back on the offensive side of the ball, and everyone else is uh, questionable. Pretty healthy game overall, really. Most of this slate is uh, healthy overall. Uh, Danny, what do you got? Any any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I really like Houston in this game. Like I said last week, I was hammering them, uh, cashed out on that, which was big time. But uh, Houston's good. CJ Stroud is healthy, and that's really all all you need. Um, I, I don't think Mark Andrews makes a huge difference because Isaiah Likely has been playing pretty well in his absence. Um, but, yeah, healthy Houston. A nine and a half seemed excessive. So I think Houston keeps it close. Maybe not wins outright, but. Good, it's a good Houston team. Uh, Ryan Day has been uh, given a lot of uh, scrutiny lately, this past couple years, uh, which I think is deserved. But the biggest, the biggest knock that not enough people are talking about is like how he wasn't. This dude had C.J. Stroud for two years and wasn't winning. Like C.J. Stroud wow. is legit. So wasn't winning championships. They but, almost beat Georgia. Yeah, I mean, they, they had Georgia. They should have beat Michigan those those years at least. But um, yes, they did. Yeah, that so, is, some guys that are is also bad. just better they, in the NFL. Than, I mean, I don't know. CJ, the fact that CJ Stroud, as good as he looks, especially compared to Bryce Young, did not win the Heisman and or you know playoff appearances over Bryce True. Young is uh, wild to me. So. I mean, yeah, CJ. I mean, he looks he looks legit. Not that Trevor Lawrence has been bad per se. He's uh, played well. He, you know, Trevor Lawrence looks good, but he hasn't been like the generational prospect that he was, you know, projected to be. And then I think CJ Stroud looks like that guy. So it's it's uh, the aftermath of the Houston Cleveland Deshaun Watson trade is uh. Really, really going to pay off for for Houston here. Absolutely on that. Uh, so my my only pick on this game is the under, and, and Danny's got the Texas plus nine and a half. Those two correlate. Obviously, if you like the under, take a big underdog too. So I might uh, 
I probably will put Texans in a teaser here this week as well. But we'll move on to the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. That's the Saturday night game. Packers healthy as well. I keep getting calls from this old man in Atlanta and I like he's left me voicemails thinking I'm someone else. He's calling me right now. I should I should put him on the pod. That'd be me. <laughs> Hello, you're live on Return to Play Podcast. <laughs> uh, no, missed opportunity there. I hung up on him. I guess I could call him back. But no, I, I, I don't want to pick on old people. Can't do that. That's bad calling. Let's talk about the Packers. They're not banged up. They're uh, well, you know, AJ Dillon still has not practiced. They're probably not getting him back this week, as well as Jair Alexander did not practice, but he played last week, so I think he'll he'll be fine to play. They're just resting him for the week, and then uh, one defensive tackle in in Ogbear is uh, out as well. So. And then no one's no one of note is out for the 49ers or even on the injury report. So 49ers are a completely healthy team at home. I'm still scared of the nine and a half. Uh, but the Packers defense is not like the, the 49ers have shit on all of the teams that are not to their level at all and have obviously played competitively against uh, good teams. And I'm talking like the last six weeks here, you know. So this Green Bay Packers defense is is playing well, but uh, Dak still once once they got the the Mike McCarthy shits out of their system in the first quarter there, uh, they still put up you know thirty five on the Packers. I, although some of that was against some key guys they took out and they crawled back and then they put the key guys back in. I get that. Still, in general, 49ers offense, much better than Packers defense. So, uh, And the Packers are looking good on offense, too. They're clicking. So give me the over here. I don't even know what it is. Um, I didn't start with the line, like I said. 50 and a half. 50 and a half. Shit. Shit. I don't know, man. I'm I'm actually – my perspective was I'm hammering the under, and I will give you my rationale. I I think – I don't think the nine and a half, you know, normally I would think Niners probably would cover that Um, much better team overall. I think the Packers, I mean, they've been rolling obviously, but I don't, they don't have nearly the talent to keep up with, with San Fran. Um, So I think they kind of might run out of their little luck streak here this week, but uh, San Fran really on, a two week by obviously they're going to be healthy, but they haven't, they, you know, they rested the last week of the season. Uh, and then, you know, obviously on the bye week. So a lot of the times you, I mean, some of the teams that rested and played last week, like Cleveland, look how bad and out of sync Cleveland looked, you know, pretty much every year Pittsburgh's rested their starters in the last week of the season, they've come out into the playoffs and gotten smacked. And so not that I'm, I'm against resting, but when you do do that, that comes with some rust and some, uh, you know, throws off your timing a little bit, just being out of sync. So with San Fran having two weeks off, I think that'll, you know, true, give them a little bit of a learning curve, I guess, to get get back up to speed. Um, so I think it's more of a defensive game. Fifty and a half is is big for an NFL game. Obviously, they've both been putting up a lot of points, but. The nine and a half. I don't think Green Bay has a chance to win, but nine and a half seems like a lot to cover for a team coming off of two weeks of rest. 
So I like I'd rather I'd rather play the under here. Uh, you know, there's uh, I'm looking at a couple stats while you're talking that do support that. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco is third in the league in rushing yards, while Green Bay is 28th in yards given up on the ground. Huge discrepancy there. Yards per play, San Francisco is first in the league. Green Bay Packers are 20th on defense in yards per play. That's huge. So San Francisco is going to hammer McCaffrey down their throats and get chunk plays with their wide receivers and Kittle. Uh, however, San Francisco's 22nd in the league in points per game, whereas Green Bay's defense points per game is uh, eighth in the league. So will they score? Will they Will they continue to score off of – they're going to get the yards. They're going to move the ball on the Packers. Uh, so are they going to score is the question. I say yes. So that's kind of what the game comes down to as I'm looking at all of these rankings and stuff. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from the game at this moment, but we might have a pick for you at Return to Play Pod on X Saturday. I would say almost certainly. Uh, tricky game here, I think. Uh, it's basically which team is going to show up on each side of the ball because they both kind of have. They could come out flat for the 49ers, of course, being the bye week, and then Packers, while they're playing really well. They have not played up to this 49ers um, caliber team lately and done well. So probably 49ers and probably the over is where I'm headed. Um, I'm not seeing too much injury news for the Sunday games. Got to find that. Uh, oh, Sky Moore. Uh, well, that's the last game. We'll, <laughs> we'll get down to the Bucks and Lions. You know, Baker Mayfield, good for him. Eight coaches in six seasons, <laughs> pretty incredible. And he's been, you know, when he was on the Browns, we were like, yeah, this guy is dog shit. Please keep him on the Browns. But that was also due to shitty coaching, even with Kevin Stefanski kind of self-sabotaging him. And so now Baker's in different systems with different staffs. And he's not like a killer, but he's playing efficient football. He's, he's obviously uh, still a winner in this league. And would have been a hell of a lot cheaper than that old pervert Deshaun. Yeah, the Browns with Baker, especially after the, as you addressed, sabotage season. They, they it, where he had no market value basically. They could have re-signed him cheap, and you know they would have had so much cap space and all the picks they gave up. They'd be the Browns, scary. The Browns would be dangerous for for quite some time. Yes. Um, so Baker really benefiting from that. Houston really, really benefiting from that. And, uh, Cleveland, uh, in a bit of a pickle remains to be seen if, uh, they, they should still be okay if Deshaun comes back to form, but he, uh, certainly doesn't look like a guy very interested in, you know, he, he, he seems content with, with his situation. Doesn't, doesn't seem like he's, you know, really, uh, driven much at this point, which is sad. I was a big, big Deshaun Watson fan, but just how he's handled this whole thing is, is tough. Yeah, and uh, he's not as good as he's getting paid, even without. I think, yeah, I mean, I think he just got the money and was like, you know, I don't have to try anymore. That's it's, it just does. He just looked entirely disinterested. Right. Why? Well, even would, when he uh... was, even when he was playing, still he just, you know, looked like he was just there. 
Why would Yogi Bear keep terrorizing all the campers if he lived in a house full of honey? Yeah. Yeah. You got me there. I don't have a response to that. That's deep. That's very deep. <laughs> you can tell I work with children. Um, some bu oh, the, the Bucks line plus six and a half at Detroit, and the over under there is 48 and a half. And another, it is sharp. The over is sharp here. The bet tickets are about 50 50, yet 88% of the money is coming in on that over. So, you know, they're thinking the Bucks can can put up 24 points here or, you know, 20 in the 20s and the Lions are going to, you know, put up 24 plus is kind of what Vegas is thinking. I concur with that. I mean, Chris Godwin didn't practice. Chase Edmonds didn't practice. And then on the other side, Shaquille Barrett and Yaya Dibey, not no practice at all. And I don't think they're going to get much out of Shaquille Barrett, but the rest should play. And then on the other side, Sam Laporte is fine. Um, everyone else seems to be practicing and fine, except for Khalif Raymond did not practice, but uh, I'd assume he's going to be fine. So pretty much completely healthy Detroit Lions team, pretty healthy Bucks team. So, you know, I think I'm going to lean. Oh, boy. Well, give me that over. Uh, just give me the overs in Detroit. And then they're, they're – uh, their pass defense is still pretty shaky, and I think that really benefits Baker. Uh, he's going to need to go against the 27th in the league passing defense so and 26th in the league in yards per play. So it's going to – this game comes down to Baker. Baker's going to have to take the load and and make some plays with Godwin and Evans, and I think he can, and, and Otten. So, you know, give me the bucks plus six and a half and with the over. Fuck it. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. I, um, yeah, Laporta, as you said, played, uh, which was shocking, played well, which is even more shocking. Um, so Detroit healthy, rolling. This one's tough. I, I, in theory, I like the under actually, but as you said, the over is sharp. So I'm just not going to touch it. Um, I, I like Detroit to win, but six and a half, I do like I, – I, I would bet Tampa Bay. So I'm going Tampa plus six and a half. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, old Chauncey, made some uh, comments this week. Baker's not Baker, – Baker, especially when he's kind of in his zone, that is not a dude you want to piss off. So we didn't quite get the grab my crotch against Kansas, Baker. Uh, he, handled, he, he took the high road, but uh, Gardner-Johnson made a comment this week about uh, – Basically said, I don't know what the direct quote is. I don't have it in front of me, but said, you know, Tampa's receiving core is so good. If if you just give them a quarterback, they'd be they'd be good or something. Which is funny considering a Baker's been lighting it up lately, and b they literally just came from Tom Brady. So it's a it's kind of a funny comment. But uh, <laughs> Baker, yeah, Baker took the high road, but I'm sure he's gonna have that classic Baker chip on his shoulder. So I like it to be a close game. Really wouldn't be mad with either team advancing, but uh, you know you can't can't root against Detroit. But I I would take Bucks plus six and a half here. Yeah, all right. So we're on the same same page there, which is a little scary. But okay, we'll roll with it. You know, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh, last game, the biggest game, most exciting game. 
Uh, again, they're calling for snowstorms in Buffalo, lake effect snow in Buffalo. Uh, we'll see how it is. I uh, The line is plus two and a half for Chiefs. They're getting slightly more bets and slightly less money. So bills are sl very slightly uh, more money than bets. Nothing to note. Same with the over-under. I mean, it's pretty much uh, split down the middle here for, for both both lines. So. Man, this is going to be a tough, tough matchup for Buffalo. I think they still have no Gabe Davis. Their 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 defense is still very backed up, uh, banged up. Cornerback Christian Benford out. Uh, linebackers are out. The punter's still hurt. That's huge. The punter's still hurt. I mean, what are they doing there? He didn't practice today. I'd assume he he's going to play, or they would have signed somebody else by now. Yeah, it was a that was a big loss. Um and Tomlin still but, didn't take the time out in the first half. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a dipshit. No, he did with two seconds. With two and then seconds. They just kneeled, yeah, it was like, what was the point of that? Then they just kneeled it. Like, even if and it was like third down, it wasn't even fourth down yet. He he yeah, let the whole was. clock run out, took it with took it with two seconds, and they just kneeled it. I thought but, it was fourth. No, because they kneeled, they didn't even punt it, did they? They it just didn't kneeled matter. it anyway. It didn't matter because it was fourth they, down. They ran they it to ran zero. Yeah, that, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I, yeah, I, I pretty much have blocked half of that day <laughs> out, of my, my, out of my memory. But, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> uh, Buffalo lost their punter. So we were both down a punter at that point because ours was fully healthy. So, it, you know, that put us on a level playing field. <laughs> he <laughs> averaged, I think he averaged not even 30 yards per punt in that game. Which I did. I got a notification on my phone. I, Tom Tomlin said something about. Sounds like he made a comment today in his uh conference press conference that uh, basically implied that they're finally going to bring in a different punter, which uh, would be well well received by the Yinzer crowd. Um, yeah, the, this Buffalo Chiefs game though, I have no idea what to expect. We really love Buffalo to win. This is this is the toughest one for me. I because I I literally have no idea. I would probably take the Chiefs plus three, just because I think they're better coach. They've had the the Bills number in the playoffs recent years. Um, and Buffalo is really not. Buffalo is a great team. Josh Allen's a great player, but they are not. They are not built for Buffalo in January. Like this this team is not built for their city. You know, Josh Allen wants to air it out, you know, chuck it deep. And when you're in a snowstorm with 30 mile an hour winds, that doesn't really, that, that's not really effective. Uh, they don't, they haven't had a good run game the past couple seasons. It is better this year. Obviously Josh Allen's a behemoth and, you know, are you going to run Josh Allen 30 times a game if the, if the weather calls for that? So I think Kansas city is built more to adapt and, uh, you know, obviously they've had the better run game throughout the season so i don't know um but i i would lean chiefs so that would be my pick chiefs plus three yeah well you're buying the half point there which is um oh my smart. bad I, but it's fine I, whatever i whatever i had looked on was plus three i'm sure there's there's a plus three Two and a half. i mean same, same difference it's gonna be it's gonna be a one score game either way so pick your poison but i i, I like the chiefs with plus points Rather than Buffalo, where you have to win by more than, you know, a field goal, it's gonna be a close and, game. Yeah, and uh, Mahomes does have something to prove with this being his first road playoff game. 
which is crazy. Uh, that's just all insane. I think he's going to become the GOAT uh, when it's all said and done, uh, right, right out from under Tom Brady's nose, which is uh, kind of actually cool to see. <laughs> two, two literal best-of-all-time quarterbacks back-to-back. But when you think about it and how the league's evolved and it's so offensive friendly now, like really any time before 1980, there was no chance of a um, greatness to this level for any quarterback per se. And, and that's obviously the most featured position in the game for this kinds of discussions. So, so it isn't that doesn't make it as unbelievable, but just the fact that they both played in the league at the same time and they might go down in the, entire history of the NFL as the two best to ever do it uh, is pretty cool that we get to be alive for that. Unfortunately, it caused the Steelers and us a lot, a lot of pain for a lot, a lot of years. And that, and then Mahomes is still in the fucking AFC. So it's great. Great. Um, good for them. <laughs> so uh, I don't really have a, a pick on this game yet either. Gun to my head, had to pick one. I would say the Chiefs, uh, but the the Bills have had the Chiefs number this entire uh, season and last season. They they've kind of built their team to beat the Chiefs. Uh, unfortunately, half of their defense is still out, and with no Gabe Davis, they are definitely not as dynamic. Our shitty ass T.J. Wattless defense still um, played them pretty well for most of that game all things considering except for minka being uh pulling up on josh allen's big run play and then also just doing some pussy ass um two-hand touch tackling to give up another touchdown oh. late in the game Mink, Mink, outside of that missed tackle at the end on shakir that he minka was all over the field though he had like 12 tackles or some shit i mean he he played a great game coming back but the thing with the josh allen first of all that that personal foul when Josh Allen slid on Miles Jack that was some bullshit cuz Miles Jack's already yes. lunging he did he did everything in his power he he lifted his head up held his arm he literally just like laid on top he landed on him cuz he was already in the air like there was no there was no forcible contact and the and the thing with the the minka play that you're addressing Josh Allen he he pulled the Kenny fake slide the that he did against yep. Wake Forest he he pulled up kind of started the stutter step like he was going to go down and then said, "Oh, I know, I have a, I have a blocker here." And then, and then booked it to the outside, and all the Steelers defenders have laid up. So that's that's the bullshit with this rule. Is is, I mean, they have to. If you're, you know, if you're gonna call the, the personal fouls when a, when a quarterback gets, you know, touched as he's sliding, as he's sliding, not like not already has slid, like in the process of sliding, like as soon as the quarterback pulls up, you have to blow it dead because. Oh, uh, it, it was a it was a viral tweet that was going around that showed the two plays back to back. But yeah, I mean, Josh Allen sl slows up, fakes a slide basically, and the team stops and he scores because of it. And then later does the same thing, but when he actually goes down, the team gets a foul because of it. So there's there's really nothing that ha it has to be addressed as soon as the quarterback you know starts to pull up at all, like it, it's got to be blown dead. That's some bullshit. That that personal foul was bull. If you're gonna let the first one go, then you gotta let let that that slight hit not be a personal foul. That was bullshit. Yeah, a lot of bullshit in that game to get the Bills through because the bullshit calls didn't start coming until it got close. So 
uh it's all really interesting so it is what it is i guess that's it uh, we, we 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 wrapped up that uh pretty nicely there there's a there was a stat it was a tweet uh that was going around today i put I'll, I'll retweet it on the podcast account but it was a dude i don't know where where he uh just the nfl analytics guy i don't know where he was getting these probability numbers but basically it was the uh penalties that caused a greater than 2.5 percent win probability change and he he ranked the 32 teams based on the penalties that helped them greater than 2.5 percent win probability or less than or you know uh hurt them greater than 2.5 percent and which team do you think was 32 out of 32 the fucking Pittsburgh football Steelers were the were the most hurt team by by swing penalties like that. So, well, uh, for for a two and a half percent change, but when you bump that stat up to a five percent change, we were like seventh to last. They were, yeah. I mean, they were still towards the bottom. Yeah, oh, we're so still yeah. You, you saw that threat. Yeah, but regardless, regardless, we did not get calls in our favor throughout the year and it was some bullshit and they weren't even on the 2.5 percent. they weren't even like close they were away at the bottom like they were yeah by a large margin so that fucking is a kick in the balls it doesn't matter they weren't gonna i mean you fucking you can't go down 21 nothing right away against a good team when you're a fucking dog shit team and expect to compete we didn't deserve to be there and to begin with just thankfully nobody got hurt buffalo uh as you said that defense has just been decimated by injuries so them to continue playing well is hats off to them. They just lost another linebacker, uh, Bernard, Terrell Bernard, didn't he? Is that the guy that got hurt? Uh, yes, yeah. Tough season for the Bills. Hopefully uh, old Al-Qaeda, Sean McDermott, can uh, get it done for them. <laughs> they have not lost a game since that news broke out, which is impressive. All right, let's get to draw of the week. And we'll get you on to your weekend or through the weekend, depending on when you're listening. Appreciate everyone who is, all all seven of you. Love you. Tweet us at Return to Play Pod if you want some more picks or shit talking about uh, pretty much whatever you want. We'll talk shit to you. Draw the week. I got one. I'm in the EPL. I'm going to take sheffield united home against west ham that's a plus 230 draw sunday morning and i've got no nothing other than to say what the pick is yeah sheffield dead last in the table that's a it's a big one for them need to need to get a point that that seems like i would think that the draw would be higher uh, like closer to 300 on that one so that's uh they're both they're both an underdog money lines that's yeah that's weird sheffield's awful do got uh my boy austin trusty usa usa guy playing there uh but they're probably getting relegated right back down uh i'm gonna go nottingham forest versus brentford i like uh forest pick up the point here my boy matt turner and goal brentford's been struggling this year so uh yeah, why not give give Nottingham the point on the road plus two sixty. All right. Well that uh about does it for us here. Yep. Hope you see have... if I can hit the three peat for you boys. 
And, and ladies, if we have lady listeners, <laughs> ladies, ladies are able to take our bets. <laughs> if you're a lady, please, please, uh, X us and, uh, we will, <laughs> you, well, we get a bunch of, uh, fake, fake female account likes on our, on our account. That's really the <laughs> yeah. only likes we get is, uh, is bot female accounts. So that's kind of sad. I don't know. Um, <laughs> We don't really, we don't really do a whole lot on there. I, I, I get that. Um, it's like a whole, it's a whole job. We already went over this. We did this literally at the end of the show last week. This exact same tunnel to the conversation. Uh, so, anything else before we sign off? We're starting Hang to play on. a little FIFA again. That game is just as much bullshit as ever. There was, there was one Steelers thing. One, one last Steelers thing I wanted to bitch about. Oh, and it was okay. Yeah, I got it. It was uh, it was Cam Hayward announced today that he is not retiring, which is big, mm. big news. Big news for the boys. Um, they might they might try to rope him into a pay cut, which which he does not have to be, you know, forced to do. But if he was so willing, that would be big time because they have not had good free agencies the last couple of years. Find themselves in some trouble. A bit, they're definitely going to cut Allen Robinson, which sucks. Uh, but it's too his cap hits like eleven million next year, and it frees up ten, which would put them back under the cap. Just that move alone, which I I think he's had a fairly good season, just hasn't been utilized. He actually has the highest catch percentage of his career thirty nine catches, thirty four catches on forty nine targets but it is also the lowest yards per target of his career because they're just throwing dinks and dunks to him. Use Allen Robinson. He's playing hard. He's making plays when you fucking give him two targets a game. Throw Allen Robinson the ball, which which they no one no one will listen to that because he's not going to play another game in a Steelers uniform. So I guess that's, that's hindsight. You should have thrown Allen Robinson the ball. Yes, and he did get hurt in that in that Bills game too. Oh, he got concussed too. Smacked his head hard. That, those happened like those were like back to back plays. That was that was pretty brutal. much yeah in three plays time. Uh, didn't call anything on any of those plays. Keep away from concussions. Don't don't go out giving yourself a concussion. Wouldn't recommend that. Uh, you need to be on your couch, nice and safe and sound, watching football all weekend again. There's only this weekend. Next weekend and Super Bowl weekend, and then it's all over, people. Hey, we the got the U- XFL, well, whatever it's, it's U- called now, the UFL United Football League. That might actually be pretty good, but I just can't invest like the same amount of time. But no. you know, honestly, uh, we could, I guess, we could try to maybe uh, find some some angles there to do some X picks, oh, see how we do sure. in UFL. <laughs> And and maybe some hockey, maybe a little penguins talk here coming up in the hey, spring. They're back, they're back in the wild card picture. I just need need them to win one more series for Sid the Kid. Well, keep your brains healthy, keep your balls healthy. Pick your uh pick pick uh sorry, before you sign off, pick your UFL team. I'm I'm on the San Antonio Brahmas. I was <laughs> yeah. on them last year in the XFL and they were trash, but I'm still riding I'm still riding them. Plus they're I, black, they're black and yellow, which is uh which is cool. I will go with I'll go with the Houston Roughnecks. There you go. That's a good pick. It's good. Oh, we we that's probably gonna be our little Texas rivalry. There we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We'll see in the we'll see in the ship 
<laughs> the Pittsburgh Maulers folded. They were one of the teams that folded. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's tough. That was the best football team in Pittsburgh for sure. <laughs> that's uh yeah, that's a bummer. But all right, you know the rest, blah blah blah. Stay healthy, America. <laughs>